Welcome to Season 2 of Voices from the Land, a special podcast series produced by the Legacy Hope Foundation. In this podcast series, we'll hear about Indigenous language revitalization projects and efforts to preserve and promote Indigenous languages across Turtle Island. Join us as we learn more about how Indigenous languages are helping Indigenous peoples connect, know, and remember the voices from the land. Hello and welcome to this podcast on Indigenous languages. Voices from the Land is an Indigenous language podcast project produced by the Legacy of Hope Foundation. Its goal is to capture more perspectives and voices on Indigenous land revitalization. We are seeking to capture a range of perspectives to better reflect the many people engaged in Indigenous language revitalization. Our aim is that by listening to teachers, adult learners, and parents or guardians of children in language classes, we can gain more insight into what are the challenges and barriers, as well as the solutions and positives. In turn, we hope this will form a larger discussion on how to support Indigenous language revitalization. Thank you for joining us. In this episode, our guest is Brenda McIntyre, also known as Medicine Song Woman. She's an adult learner of the Cree and Ojibwe languages and is from the London, Ontario region. Hello, Brenda, and welcome. It's good that you can join us today. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited, especially with the language. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Maybe uh, you can start by just telling us a bit about yourself, your family, and uh, stuff like that. Sure. Um, I was born in Calgary and adopted at birth. Um, my my biological mother is white, and it's my father that I have um, Cree and some Ojibwe through. And I'm on that identity recovery journey, so I don't know a lot about who I am, but I've been doing what I can over the years um, since I found out in my 30s. And I have two children, one in the spirit world, and my daughter still with me. And yeah, I, I moved to uh, BC actually when I was young. I was mostly raised in Kamloops and Vernon. Vernon is where I lost my parents, both of them uh, that were raising me. And I just moved here to London after 36 years in Toronto because um, my son was murdered in Toronto. So I needed to get away from the gun violence. I needed to get away from a lot of things. And I feel more home here now in London. It's been a year. So um, <clears throat> I do a lot of resilience work because of all the grief that, and trauma that I've had in my life. And ever since I found out, because I didn't know all my life that I was Indigenous, I was told that I was white because my birth mother put that on the papers. Um, so ever since I found out in my 30s, I've just been sort of like a sponge <laughs> soaking it all up. And all I knew is that I was in um, Anishinaabe for a long time until just a few months ago when I finally was able to connect to some cousins, um, first cousins, and and found out about the, the Cree background. And and so I've I been learning Anishinaabe Moan a little, little tiny bit by little tiny bit when my daughter was taking, uh, she was in First Nations school, and then she was in uh, the Native Learning Center in Toronto for high school for part of it. And so she was learning the language, and kind of through her, I was learning a little bit, you know, and then I started to uh, take lessons with um, someone from, from our community um, in Toronto. And that was what I was doing actually from 2020, whenever I could attend the, the virtual meetings. And 
just um, really having fun learning that language. And then finding out that I'm Cree, then I'm like, well, I want to learn that too now. I really, really want to know and honor all parts of me, right? So that's why that's why I'm learning the languages, yeah. Wow, very interesting. What are some of the barriers or obstacles you faced uh, since you started learning your Indigenous language? Um, I think not a lot because it's just been very exciting and i've come across some some very good teachers i don't know they're probably all very good teachers but the ones i've found make it easy they make it pretty easy but uh i guess like you know i i would love to do some sort of like go to a culture camp at some point and really like immersive like learning so that you're you're just there talking it all day long with people who are also talking and speaking in cree um, are speaking in Anishinaabe Moan. I don't have much mobility and I'm not near the communities where that's happening, unfortunately. But I'm so, so grateful that I'm learning online. It's on Zoom. And so it's nice because I'm pretty isolated and just because of my disabilities and, and stuff. So I I really appreciate being able to learn it virtually. Right. Um, like one of the things is kind of trying to figure out the, the uh, for Cree specifically, like the the accents and the circumflexes, those things. When I was learning French a long time ago, and I got, I guess I, I found out that I have French background, so that makes sense why I was so good at it. But I was good at it because I was, um, like I would learn the accents and the grammar and kind of the sentence structure and all that first. But the teachers, the way that they teach is not that way. And that's probably for very good reasons. I don't, you know, I'm just a baby at this. But yeah, so I'm starting to kind of find that out. I'm, that's that's my next thing is like, let me find out what those are and how they sound and stuff um, so that I can really dive in and learn. Right. It sounds like you've had a positive experience so far in uh, learning your Indigenous languages. Maybe uh, talk a little bit about what has worked well and what has been positive. It sounds like, you know, you've had, you haven't had, you haven't had much... Uh, uh difficult barriers uh up to this point anyway uh it sounds like you're a, a fast learner maybe uh you could talk about a little bit some of the positive things that have happened to you since you started learning your indigenous languages yeah so many things <laughs> yeah yeah um i mean community for one because being isolated here um it's really nice to have um the chance to get together with like that because there's always so much humor right and it's just like everybody's laughing and having fun and, and making jokes all in the chat and everything and and when i started learning anishinaabe moan it's really cool because um the teacher isidore toulouse he's um he teaches it in a way that doesn't matter if you're just starting to learn or if you already fluently in the language you're gonna learn and and it's um yeah, the way that he does it is really interesting. And I, I can't really say much. I don't, I don't know how he does it, but it's amazing. Just being in community, that was more community too for me because I knew some some of the people from Toronto community. So that was that was good. And the Cree community too, though, because I mean, I was born in Calgary, but I haven't been in Alberta in many, many years. I'm not connected to any of the culture, any of that. I don't really know much. So for me to be part of... Um, the language learning community in different ways. Like I've found Facebook groups, I've uh, connected in there and people are so helpful and again, funny, humorous, making jokes all the time and, you know, just very welcoming and accepting and, and 
that means a lot because I don't, you know, I, I, I'm just a, like just starting this journey. So, right. and like last night, um, for example, like I'm taking Cree language lessons with um, Dr. Kevin, and I can't remember his last name right now. Kevin knows. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's awesome. And last night he taught us the star yeah. map and the basic syllabics. And I'm like, wow, that's like, that just blew my mind. And yeah. I am excited to now, uh, you know, look at learning the the syllabics too. I thought it was going to be so hard. I, I look at those things on paper. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do that. <laughs> but yeah. uh, now that he laid it out, it's so easy. It looks so easy to me. Like, because I guess because we're a visual people. Yeah. yeah. Just talk a little bit about the star map. What is the star map? Well, um, he put together the syllabics in a certain way like it was a map it was like it's like the, they all mirror each other um i don't know how to call that like uh like when you do those paintings or with drawings or whatever and then you fold the paper in half and then you go like that and it's right. on both sides yeah and then it's the same on both ends so it's like the four directions of all of these different syllabics together in this beautiful formation and I don't know yet much about the fact of it being a star map, but that's what he said. It is our star map as well. So I, I'm looking forward to learning more, and I, I'm hoping we're going to dive in more to that. Um, but we just have a few classes left, I think. <laughs> yeah. Can you explain what the what syllabics is for our audience? Yeah, they're symbols. I mean, little... It's a writing system, right? It's a writing system. Yeah, yeah. Um, instead of looking at words, instead of looking at things that are spelled out in in words, you're in letters. You're you're finding you're looking at symbols, and you know each symbol sounds a certain way, and uh, like ah, uh, eh, eh, oh. <laughs> you're trying to remember, right? Yeah. And uh, I'm just learning the and then learning the different. We we didn't really touch too much. Um, like not not too far past the just the basics but yeah it, it's still written but it's not in words it's in symbols right yeah yeah using vowel sounds uh yeah. We're at, yeah it's uh it's the syllabics writing system is used by the crees uh og crees uh, i'm not sure about ojibwe quite possibly but I, it's also used by the inuit uh, in their Inuktitut language. And uh, it was, I don't know, I have to learn more about it. And my grandparents used to use it all the time, used to write it all the time. And it's written in the, it's been translated in uh, the Bible, uh, the Cree Bible, it all in syllabic. So um, that's how they were able to, I guess, become religious uh, in the Christianity religion through reading the Bible in the syllabic system. So that's a very interesting discussion that we'll, we'll be having uh, probably in, uh, in in a couple of our episodes further down in this project. So what I'd like to ask you is also, uh, in your learning language experience, what would you like to see improve? Like uh, what, what would be more helpful for you to uh, learn your indigenous languages? Um, I wasn't sure about, um, when I when I first saw the question sent to me, and, and now that you say it, I'm like, wait, what if we had Zoom breakout sessions where we were all talking to each other in Cree? That would be cool, or just like breakout sessions in because I have that we haven't done that before. 
to be able to have, uh, like in the Anishinaabe Moen, I didn't have very much time because I had to do some things with my business real fast and I was moving. But um, they were, they have a group that just the students, some of the students formed. And actually, you know what, there's something like that with this community that I just joined for the Cree uh, language as well, where um, they, someone created a discord and a, uh, I don't even know really what that is. <laughs> I know what, I know like from gaming terms, what, I don't know how to use it, but, um, and also a Google doc that they shared last night in one, in their, one, our, one of our classes. And I mean, there's a bunch of basic Cree there. There's the, the whole vowel chart and everything. I'm, it's amazing. And then they meet, I guess, at that discord, um, they meet and like learn the language together and help each other. And in the Anishinaabe Moen class, um, they do that on Sundays. They have like a weekly Zoom meeting where where some of the students just get together and practice it. So I think that's amazing, like more of that kind of thing. Um, and some of it in the structure of the learning, like if it's already there, part of the lessons, that's amazing. What would you say is the most important thing to keep in mind when learning your indigenous language? Probably to have a lot of patience with yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's very, very different. I have a brain for learning French. Like, I was able to do that. And it actually helps because I did that. Um, but learning Anishinaabe Moen and learning French were completely different. And then learning Cree, kind of like what happened. One of the things, though, if you know one indigenous language, even a little bit, it might help with if it's in the same family of languages. Because, for example, Moskwa is bearing Cree, but Makwa is in Ojibwe. So there's some some connections there. And, you know, some things I'll be like, wait, what is like Kisakitin and I love you um, instead of Kizagin or Gidizagin in Ojibwe. So they're kind of close and, and it helps me, helps my brain kind of right. get relaxed into it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you know one language, you, you should be able to pick up the other language fairly easy. I mean, it me easy, not easy, easy, but... Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, because a lot of words uh, are similar. Like I speak Cree, and uh, I see Ojibwe, and I hear Ojibwe now and then, and I can kind of make out what. Yeah. I have a pretty good idea what 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 was being said. So, uh, and it all comes from the Algonquin language from the Ottawa area. Languages are similar in the sense that you know there's 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 language groups like uh, Cree, Ojibwe, uh, Algonquin, Mi'kmaq. A new language was Montagne, I think, in uh, Quebec and Labrador area. So, and maybe even Blackfoot. So, if you know one of those languages, you should have, uh, it should not be too hard to learn the others. Uh, kind of like uh, French and English, right? You know, there's yeah. a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, interchangeable words that you find in both languages. So, very interesting. Uh, are there any other Indigenous language initiatives or projects happening in your community. You say you live uh, in the London area. Are you like right in in the city of London, or uh, are you outside of London? And also, is there an indigenous community there that you're associated with? Um, I'm st I'm still really new to the community, um, and I have met some of the drummers because we did a drumming event um, that went across Canada, and I'm a drummer, and so I really I was kind of the the lead in that, and that was my introduction to the community, which was beautiful over the summer. But yeah, so there's different, um, like there's a friendship center here and that was, they they were involved with our with our drumming event. And then I've 
been trying to take um, things over Zoom because I don't get out much, right? Um, but uh, and because of the way that it is in Ontario right now, like you you can't get out much. <laughs> like there's not right. not many places you can go yet. Um, but yeah, like I, I already knew Dan and Mary Lou Smoke um, because they I met them in Toronto because they were living there for or coming in. They were just always coming in and doing teachings and. They're like family to me and uh you know i met them many years ago and they live here so i look forward to to being in touch with them and have gotten to meet a couple of different elders from the area and just very welcoming um friendly community here and yeah. there, are, there are other communities that are nearby as well because i don't drive i don't really get to connect with people in person too much but yeah virtually i've started to to meet with different people yeah yeah exactly and it is it's beautiful there's a lot of ojibwe people but there's also a lot of um Haudenosaunee and um yeah. oneida uh, i don't know there's a lot of different nations in this area so all right yeah do you have any uh recommendations for people who want to learn indigenous language what would you say to somebody that's fond like thinking about, okay, well, that's listening to this podcast and say, well, I'm, I'm thinking about learning an indigenous language. What would you tell that person? Learn some songs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Learn some songs. I'm a singer and I, so that's like a little bit of a bonus there, but, but for anyone, it's so, makes it so much easier um, learning in song. Because there's the rhythm and the rhyme and all, like there's things that happen in a song that light up different areas of our brains. So help us to learn. Wow. Yeah. So like, um, like I was looking up songs last night and I found this beautiful song called Grandmother Song. It's all in Cree and, and vocables and started to learn it and then found different versions. And sure enough, a friend of mine out in Alberta sings it with her group. So I got that video and. I don't know, well, but when you learn in song like that, then it sticks in your memory better, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that's that's one of my biggest tips, I would say. And then just, you know, like be persistent and and keep practicing. And I did find one resource, but it's not like here oh. in London. Um, I don't even know any creepy people here. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's online and it's the Cree Chatter Hour. If you look up the Cree Chatter Hour, it's Fawn Wood and, and her partner, Dallas, that do that. Reach out or was that uh, in London? Or uh, no? Edmonton. 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 CFWE. CFWE? Yeah, I'll get you the link because I have it somewhere. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah. So they talk Cree on that, on that radio show. Yeah, and it's intermixed with just they're talking in English, they're talking in Cree, and they're teaching you different words and phrases, and they're laughing away and having fun. And that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, that's and, different. You know, that's really different. I've never heard of that before. So uh, yeah, and it's a little podcast, so all the episodes are like on the link that I just gave you, like page, and then you can go back and listen to all the different episodes. And and so because when you're hearing it, it's different than when you're seeing it. Like I'm in a couple of Facebook groups, and that's helpful too. Yeah. Because people, you could ask in there, what do you, how do you say this in Cree? But a lot of times you'll just get a written answer and maybe they don't know the, or don't have a keyboard for the circumflexes and all that. And then you don't know how it's pronounced. So yeah, yeah. it's helpful to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Cree is also, uh, it has different dialects. Like, uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> like kind of uh, like I know like like I speak Swampy Creek, mm-hmm. uh, kind of northern the northern parts of the provinces, and then below us are the Plains Creek. That's that's me. Yeah, yeah the, I the, only the, found that out just a couple of days ago. Oh, like, right? hey, yeah. That's the Facebook group in this area. What is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, is that the Nihawin Nihawin Facebook yeah. group? Yeah. Um, well, I, I can't remember because I'm. I think that's it. how I found you, actually. Um. Okay. That, yeah. Is, is that yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then there's the Cree word of the day. Yeah, I have. I, no, I don't know that one. Yeah, Cree okay. word of the day. Okay. Yeah, Cree word of the day. That's a good one too. Those are yeah. those are both super helpful. And you can always search in the Facebook groups, right? Like you'll find all kinds of phrases and stuff that. Right. We yeah. Yeah. And there's lots okay. of apps too. Boy. When you're in Kevin's um, group, like I'm telling you, the people just want to help. We just, everybody wants to help everybody. So there's always new links for new information, like the Chatter Hour. That's how I found out about it. The Plains yeah. Free Dictionary website. Um, yeah, lots of resources that are out there, but I wouldn't have known about them if I didn't, uh, you know, hear about them in that in that uh, lesson or in those lessons. Well, Brenda, you know, thank you very much for taking the time uh, to talk to us about uh, your, you know, your your learning journey and discovering your Indigenous roots. Uh, we'll be very interested in talking to you again more on uh, on your your the other parts of your uh, your life that you're you're doing. Uh, you're singing, you know, and discovering your Indigenous uh, Indigenous ancestry. Uh, we also, I also do another podcast called Indigenous Roots and Boots, so we'd be happy to have you on that and talk about more about your music and your singing and your discovering your ancestry. So thank you for taking the time. We're going to get back to you. Thank you for taking the time. The Legacy Hope Foundation and uh, Voices from the Land is the name of this project. Uh, we wish to thank you very much for taking the time to do this with us today. Legacy. Oh, hi. Voices from the Land is a podcast project produced by the Legacy of Hope Foundation. Music is provided by David Finkel. For more episodes like this and to learn more about the work we are doing, please visit www.legacyofhope.ca.